what's better than earning money from a nine to five job? It's earning money while you sleep, which is made possible if you start investing. You're listening to the Real Estate Investing Demystified with your very own dynamic duo, Ava Benasaki and August Biniaz. Tune in as we discuss everything real estate, both on the passive and active sides. We feature life-changing stories of today's real estate leaders that will help build your own roadmap to success. This is a show that will lead you to diversified portfolio, a much bigger revenue, and a next level venture that brings you a smooth cash flow. Let's get this episode started. Okay, we're back at it, August. Second show of the day. Second show of the day. Okay, it's one of those high recording days, but we're fine with that. We're pros now, right? We're not no rookies. We ain't no rookies. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. We're excited about the show today. We have our good friend, Dave Wilcott on the show. I'm excited about the show and learning more about him. He's an author. Ava will get into his background. But a quick thing to touch on here is that I grew up in a middle-class family. My parents were very pro-education, getting a job. Entrepreneurial ideas was never provided, even ideas about investing. They were never there. My mom was big in real estate. My maternal grandfather was a real estate investor. He was in real estate, a real estate agent as well. So I always believed in real estate. Real estate was in my blood. But wealth building strategies, budgeting, all of these strategies that the wealthy, the top 1% used, didn't exist in my family. And so when I got involved in the real estate private equity space, I learned about so many secrets Yes. Right. Yeah. that the wealthy used to build wealth. Yeah. And then I understood that there's a difference between being wealthy and being rich. Rich people have money. Wealthy have generational wealth and passive income. These concepts didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Had to be demystified, like our show here. Uh, real estate uh, investing demystified. You know, I think a lot of people can say that, August, that they didn't learn about that growing up. So we're here today to put a bunch of amazing ideas and yeah. get people's And brains. quick thing about you is your parents were accountants, <laughs> so they're dealing with people's money and what yeah. have you, but they weren't huge on investing and never was uh, spoke about my dad's like let's save 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 the money let's get a big amount of money in the bank and now that i'm thinking about it i'm like dad what are you doing so anyways that's a different story for another day especially inflation um, at whatever it is yeah, inflation yeah. the cpi report came today can't so teach an old dog new tricks let's just yes. say okay but hey he's getting there <clears throat> inflation is coming down but again your money your cash is eroding to inflation and if you're investing in the stock market down, whatever percent has been this year, 30%, I believe, what was it, the S&P or no, I believe I'm it a, was- I'm a real estate uh, girl. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, okay, so great. Let's get into the show. But really quickly, I wanted to say, really excited to have Dave on the show again. We met him at Dan Hanford's event, the MFIN conference. Yes. He's on our show today. And we're probably going to see him next month in Florida because you and I are going- Florida. We've got to work on our tan. We've got to work on our tan just like Dave. So let's introduce our guest today, guys. I'm really excited to have him on. A little bit about Dave, though. Dave Volcott is a veteran and he was a captain in the Marine Corps. So Dave spent the next 20 years building several businesses and investing in alternative assets. Now, today, Dave is the founder and CEO of Pantheon Investments and helps entrepreneurs build wealth by passively investing in superior real estate in alternative assets. So Dave is the author of The Holistic Wealth Strategy, which is a framework for building real wealth and living an extraordinary life, and is also the host of the top-rated Wealth Strategy Secrets of the Ultra Wealthy podcast. So we're really excited because we believe this interview with Dave will bring great value to real estate investors looking to learn how to exit their 401k and invest in alternative investments such as syndications. So sorry about all the talking, Dave. Welcome to the show. Great to see you again. 
Ava, August, so grateful to be here and connect with you guys. It's always such a pleasure and look forward to the opportunity to speak to your audience as well. Yeah, you're making us look bad right off the bat because you got that nice tan going on. So we're, we're going to <laughs> You know, it's all about lifestyle design. And for me, I like to be outdoors. So moving to Florida, getting rid of state taxes, sunshine over 300 days of the year makes a lot of sense. Music to our ears, Dave. Awesome. <laughs> so let's get started, Dave. Please tell us about your background and your start in real estate and financial advising. Sure. So it was interesting. I really followed the path that I think most people do, right? Of conventional wisdom that was out there at the time, which was go to school, get good grades, and then you're going to get a great job. And that was the recipe for success, right? And our generations were really taught that that was really the only way to do that. So I went to school, did the ROTC program and the Marine Corps. And in the Marines, had a fantastic experience. I got to travel the world, work with some phenomenal people. And you also learn some amazing skills that I didn't teach anywhere else. Things such as integrity, teamwork, and leadership, right? So I took those skills and then transitioned into corporate America shortly thereafter. And I was really quickly dismayed, right? Because they didn't have that same sense of mission, that same sense of purpose and corporate. Everything was very bureaucratic. And then on October 24th, 2000, my wife and I actually won the baby lottery and had triplets. Plus we had a toddler as well. So we literally quadrupled the size of our family. And I can tell you that nothing will have you evaluating your finances more than quadrupling the size of your family. So this really kind of put me on this obsessive journey to figure out how are the top 1% really building their wealth? At the time I had been through like three different financial advisors and you pay more and more, but they kept giving you the same exact advice. The market's gonna go up, the market's gonna go down. Just diversify, hold for the long term. All of these like assumptions that I think the entrepreneur in me was really questioning and saying, does it really make sense to defer taxes in a 401k, right? Or how can I do better than a 7% return, right? On average, things like this. So on this journey, I then started investing in alternative assets at the time. And I remember this is 2000. So this is just after Rich Dad, Poor Dad was published. I read that, but it was like, okay, well, where's the playbook? How do I get into deals, right? These were early days of private equity. So I invested in oil and gas. I invested in retail, raw land, multifamily, all kinds of different asset classes at the time. And then I also transitioned into on the cash flow quadrant, became a business owner as well, right? So I could be positioned for taking advantage of taxes. And I built a technology consulting company that we took full scale and exited. So fast forward today, 20 years later, I've really essentially created Pantheon to help other people discover how to build your wealth alternatively and really exponentially build your wealth at the same time as reducing your risk and really aligning to that vision in life that you really want to live towards, right? Creating that target that you really want to go after. So that's what our book is about, The Holistic Wealth Strategy. Our podcast talks about a lot of the strategies and different tactics that people take to be able to do that. So yeah, that's kind of how it all started. 
All right. Thank you for sharing all that. Really exciting stuff. A lot to kind of break down there. So I appreciate that. But I really wanted to quickly touch on, could you quickly summarize for our viewers what 401k is? And then can you also maybe touch on what Roth 401k is and how it is different from an IRA? And then we just want to make sure that everybody's on the same page before we dive into the next questions. Sure. So I think the way to look at it, Ava, really is the fact that, so as part of our wealth strategy, right? We're not only talking about getting into great assets to invest in, right? Part of the strategy is you have to reduce your top three biggest expenses. And guess what those are? Number one, taxes. Number two, stock market losses over time. And number three, government-sponsored qualified plans. And those would be 401ks, IRAs, a Roth is something that has uh, tax, you're not, it's growing tax-free in it, but most people who are accredited investors, there's a cap to it. Once you hit an income cap to being able to contribute to that in the 401ks, I think a lot of people sign up for it because they say, oh, well, my employer is matching me 3% and that's free money, right? But that's only one side of the story right? So these are government-sponsored qualified plans. And what's wrong about them is the government is telling you when you can use your money, how you can use your money, how much you can use it, and you can't touch it until you're 59 and a half. Mm, right, right. Got it. And now let's talk about the power about how investors can use their 401ks or IRAs to invest in syndications. So maybe you can kind of explain this to the viewers. So this was really enlightening for me. I went through this process and said, okay, as I got into alternative assets and passive investments and kept growing, things were going really well. So you're trying to find more capital to look at more deals. And you've got this little nest egg sitting over here. So I literally went through the process myself. And by the way, I'm not a CPA or a financial advisor, right? So this might be a little aggressive for some folks, but I literally sat down and modeled out, if I exited my 401k, I paid the 10% penalty, I paid 35% in taxes or whatever that was at the time, and then I put it into multifamily syndications. And by the way, we were just talking about Tom Burns, one of your other guests. He's one of the partners I've been with his firm for many, many years. I actually invested that money into one of his syndications many years ago, probably eight years ago. And the way I looked at it is, okay, after taxes and fees, I would be at a break even maybe year four, year five, right? And then things would go better. It turned out I actually broke even in about two and a half years. And I've since like tripled the money by exiting the 401k and moving into multifamily syndications. So we've actually built a calculator for investors that they can configure, they can make their own assumptions to see, hey, maybe I do want to get a little more control back, right? And redeploy those assets that are in my 401k and I can put them into something that's more safe, right? And has a better return like a multifamily project. So that was kind of the process. The other process that people can do that still I think a lot of people don't know about is doing a self-directed IRA, which is you're able to invest in some of these real estate opportunities within the umbrella of your IRA. 
The only problem is you're not getting the full tax benefits. You still have the control limitations and things like that. So it's kind of a matter of good, better, best. Yeah, I just have a follow-up question for yes. this. Like you kind of seem to be opposing the orthodox financial thinking here by suggesting that people exit, get out of their 401ks and suggest that they invest it into multifamily real estate holdings. Now, wouldn't it be better to compound your principal under a tax shelter? And can the higher returns compensate for the added tax liability? Well, I mean, real estate is a tax shelter, right? So <laughs> the returns can actually compound. And since you guys are big on YouTube, is it okay? Can I share my screen for a moment? And we can actually, we can talk through this. Yeah, yeah I want to really understand this, Dave. So yeah, please share. Your oh yeah. If you enable this, I'll show something that's like, it was super enlightening to me. And we can just kind of talk about that return. But essentially, this is our calculator. And we're going to talk through this for those of you who are driving in the car, right? But essentially, let's take the model here where you take out, you have 100,000 in your 401k, you pay the 10% penalty, you have a tax rate of 35%. So now you have a net investable 55k. Okay. So the really interesting thing is, if we model this out, the 55K at a 20% return, which I know most of the deals you guys participate in, we do, we're seeing 20% average annual return, right? And that is growing tax-free because we're able to leverage bonus depreciation. Over a 20-year period, that 55,000 becomes 2.1 million over 20 years. Okay. And now let's compare that to the 401k. Let's say I kept the 100k in my 401k. We're going to assume a 7% rate. And that would have grown to 386k before taxes. After taxes, it's 251k. Isn't that something? Wow. Isn't that something? And that's there you I, go. Because a lot of people are going to ask that question <laughs> right? that I just asked, right? Yes. A lot of people are going to say, hey, wait a second. But a lot of investors also don't understand that on top of everything else, there's tax benefits that are literally passed, flow through to the limited partners, the investors who invest alongside the syndication. No, we really appreciate that you shared your screen and you shared that with us. But you also invest in other alternative investments, all the other asset classes. But what was the allure with multifamily particularly that excited you most for you to invest and for you to advise others to invest in them as well? Well, I think a lot of it is about having the asymmetric nature of it. So our investment thesis is really the trifecta of investing. So you can think about it and say that, okay, there's three ways to make upside, but you can also think about it and say there's three ways to protect our downside. So one is we're only looking at investments that have tax efficiency, predictive passive income, and have forced appreciation so you have an opportunity to make money on the back end. And multifamily fit into that really well. And the other thing is, if you look at that in respect to Maslow's hierarchy, shelter is just not going away, right? And we have a shortage in this country of about 6 million units right now, even though we're moving into this recessionary period and everything. So I invest for the fundamentals. And frankly, this is one of the keys that the ultra wealthy invest on, right? This is very foundational. They're investing over 25 year periods. So you have to get crystal clear on the fundamentals and not change based on cycles. And when you look at the fundamentals of multifamily, it's very, very strong. 
That's tremendous, awesome. tremendous. You also invest in other alternative asset classes, so maybe we can get to the next question. Yeah, Dave, I was just going to say, what sort of other alternative investments do you suggest for an all-weather asset allocation and why? And would you include like crypto, gold, NFTs, art, collectibles? Yeah, so the way or why? Yeah. <laughs> I know there's so many fun things to invest in these days and new asset classes being created all the time, like NFTs and such. But what's really interesting is, and I did come from a consulting background in my tech background. So I kind of think about this a lot of times is basically like solution driven. So depending on someone's scenario, what their vision is, where they're trying to get to. Obviously, we have a lot of high income entrepreneurs, things like that. So they're trying to not only increase their wealth, but they also want to reduce their taxes. They're making 500K or more a year and they're trying to reduce their taxes. So we actually have an oil and gas fund that the investment is 100% tax deductible against, this is the key, active income. So that is literally massive, right? In terms of the tax deduction that you can get to that. And it's paying out uh, passive income as well as does have opportunity for upside on the back end. So this is really great for those high income earners that are trying to really offset their income. The bonus depreciation is great on the real estate side and most other passive investments, but the passive loss is only an offset passive income. So this is really good on the active side. Just a quick question on that. So just go over mechanically. So someone makes 500K a year, they use 154 their lifestyle, they have 350K left, they can invest that into a oil and gas fund. What happens then, that 350? So 100% of it is deductible, okay? So instead of reporting their AGI on their tax return that they have 500K, that 350, we estimate year one, it's probably 80%. So 80% of 350 would be off of their total AGI. So now they're probably looking at what an AGI of 200K and they're in that tax bracket versus 500K. Wow. Okay. So that's money right in your pocket, right out of the gate, right? Before you look at how is the investment performing or any of that, right? So that's not necessarily for an ultra high net worth or a family office or the top 1%. That's 500K a year. Some a lot of physicians make that in the US. They have exactly. over a million. Yeah million physicians yeah. in the US. So now, uh, yeah. My next question, Dave, just to learn a little bit more about this asset class, what are the returns like forecasted returns? Yeah, this is really strong. So we are at 14 to 21% of annualized cash flow. And that consists of basically we're getting revenue from natural gas as well as oil production. And we have a really unique model. 95% of the way oil and gas has traditionally been done and how it's done is it's an income play, right? So people will come in, they'll buy it, and then they'll look for the income from the oil, and then the wells eventually run dry because it's a depleting resource, right? So as they run dry, the wells basically expire. But in this case, what we're doing is we're proving up the assets. So very similar to multifamily, we're doing the drilling, we're optimizing the flow and everything that's coming out. And we'll kind of milk that for a period of time, a year, two years or so. And then we're actually packaging up those assets and we'll sell it to either an income buyer, like say a pension fund or a bigger producer like ConocoPhillips or something who wants to expand their footprint. 
So we're actually able to do that on the sale. And then all the investors get to share in that upside. And oil and gas is not done that way, I can tell you. So that's what was really attractive about this opportunity to me. So I said, again, you have like the trifecta, right, of tax efficiency, a passive income plus upside. And again, this also mirrors the Maslow's hierarchy, right? Because energy, regardless of whether we go to war, geopolitical risk, recession, all of these things, we need energy literally drives everything around the world. And how long have you been investing in this asset class for? Ed, I started actually in 2000 was my first investment and I got in and out of some, but this latest one really supports our thesis and we've been in for uh, probably a year and a half now. Tremendous, tremendous. That, that's what's so exciting about podcasts and stuff is you learn about new alternative investments. Absolutely, so absolutely. Now, this, I wanted to touch on this, Dave. I believe you were in tech consulting. You were in yes. the consulting business. So what are your thoughts on the tech sector meltdown that's occurring right now? There's always so much innovation in the space, lots of new ideas and everything. And I think we're at the peak of the cycle for a lot of things. I mean, I know like VC funds and everything were basically betting on ideas because there was so much promise of the future. But now moving into a tighter environment this year, I think we're really going to see a lot of those things that were just ideas, right? And idealistic really kind of fall to the wayside. And a lot of people are going to pick up market share who are well positioned and have strong fundamentals to their business. Yeah. And a lot of those cushy jobs are being put on the feet of the people working there. I was watching this video yeah. of the living, it was a workspace in Twitter. Yeah. And you should have seen like the games room and the wine on tap and the way that it was just like adults fun play area. But yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah. that's... And then Salesforce just got like 10,000 layoffs or something like that. Too, yes, right? Wow, yes. that's crazy Big stuff. layoffs coming, but um, that's because of a potential yeah, recession as well. But. Yeah, for sure. So... Okay, we're going to dive into the next topic here. So these questions have been comprised by us and our team. So Ava is going to be putting some of these questions going to be comprised by our team. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dave, there seems to be a common question that you ask your investors. And this was, if you had a billion dollars, what would you be doing? Where would you be? And who would you be with? So out of curiosity, what's most people's response when you usually pose this question? It's such a great question, Ava, because I think people just don't spend enough time really thinking about their life and their future. And look, we live in this day and age, right, where we're just so reactive to media, taking kids around, getting to the office, whatever it is, right? We just kind of live in this reactive world. But I just can't stress enough. Like, I mean, just think about this. How many times have you heard like a great podcast, a TED Talk, someone speak that has such an impactful message but they had to go through some extraordinary times, maybe loss of a loved one, maybe a chronic illness, maybe a major health issue to get them to the other side. So it's my belief that we want to really inspire and encourage people to take control of their life now, get crystal clear on what that vision is, because if you don't have a target, you're going to miss every time. So create that vision for yourself, for your family, what that really looks like in the future, and then start living to that. Because to me, it's fascinating. So much of building wealth and everything and money, it's the psychology of it. What it means to you guys is something different to me and something different to someone else. But 
once you start going through these exercises and you do some deep thinking about it, you can actually start to get there and live that life without a billion dollars. A lot of it might be just like, hey, I want to spend more time deepening my relationships with my top 10 friends or my top 10 business people. Well, you can do that today. Or maybe you want to eat healthier. I mean, maybe it doesn't even necessarily cost money. So I think it's a really strong exercise and one that I refresh with myself all the time. And to answer your question, I don't think there is like one specific answer because it is really unique to everyone out there. I really like that. I think a lot of people are clouded and like their mind is kind of clouded when thinking, oh, if I achieve, you know, if I'm worth 10 million, I'm going to be super happy. Well, we know people that are worth, they're billionaires. And unfortunately, their health is not there and they're miserable. So it's a good exercise to do it, Dave. That's And a lot of times people who are ultra wealthy, like they've made, let's say, I know I, we were just having a discussion about a, a, a young CEO who's worth well over 100 million, but their focus is more on their children and they're yeah. not really being the CEO they're supposed to be. And yeah, there's not really a difference between 100 million and a billion. That's the drive that comes from inside you because the lifestyle doesn't really change much when you're at those numbers. So Dave, what's the secret? We want to know how do the top 1% wealthiest individuals make and keep their money? Okay. Well, I'm not sure how much time we have here, but <laughs> this is, again, I wanted to, as I was kind of really explaining this to people, right? And I know you guys talk to new investors all the time. What's a multifamily syndication? I never heard of this before. My financial advisor told me sounds too risky, right? Maybe that's not for me. So you kind of have to cut off of all of that noise. So the genesis for actually writing my book, The Holistic Wealth Strategy, was I really kind of created this visual diagram to really help people wherever they are in their journey to be able to take action and put things in place for them to be able to achieve it, right? So it's not necessarily one particular investment or one particular action. But it's about creating a framework and strategy that will last you a lifetime and multiple generations and really creating that. So that's really what the holistic wealth strategy is all about. And I can share my screen again for your YouTube viewers, and then we can kind of walk through it quickly, right? But it's essentially a five-phased approach, right? This is a five-phase approach that we start with a vision statement, as we talked about, kind of really creating your target of where you're going. That's really key. And then phase one is really all about you and your mindset. So do you have a growth mindset? Are you open to learning new ideas about learning about how to reduce your taxes or learning about some unique real estate opportunities or things? What kind of limiting beliefs do you have? And we all have them, right? Because they come from our upbringing or schools or businesses we've been in in the past. But can you move aside those limiting beliefs and then start to expand your mind, right? And have that growth mindset to accomplish new things and then start to create goals and then habits to support those goals. So that's really phase one. And frankly, if people can't get past this phase, they'll never really invest in a syndication or maybe they do one-off kind of deal or something, but you're not going to really move the needle at all. You have to really internalize this. So once you've done that, we move into the second phase, which is really all about learning. So we call it really increasing your IQ, which consists of your mindset IQ, 
your financial IQ, your health IQ. This year, I literally have a goal to see how much money I can spend on my health. I want to see if I can spend $30,000 on my health this year, doing a variety of different things for longevity, vitality, my health, right? Because I'm my most important asset, right? So why wouldn't I invest in my health? That's really paramount. And a lot of times, sadly, people actually burn their health to acquire wealth. Yeah. And it's really sad. I've actually had my doctor on my podcast and kind of talking about some of that. So really fascinating piece around health there. Also, another one about IQ is relationship IQ. You're definitely a product of the five people that you spend the most of your time with. So who are those people? Are they supporting your new ideas and your ambition or are they actually detracting you? So that's really key. We then move into the third phase, which is all about creating an infrastructure. So if you want to be positioned to really create real generational wealth, you have to have a good infrastructure in place. So that involves some things like asset protection, right? And making sure that you're insulated regardless of what could happen in life. We talked about a tax strategy and I have so many battle wounds here. I mean, running a business, I literally fired five CPA firms. I spent more and more money every year, kept paying more and more in taxes, but I knew that there was an answer out there. And uh, finally, I got to the right CPA firm and I got really educated on taxes. I got really smart on taxes. And if you truly understand taxes, they're actually a roadmap of incentives for you to partner with the government. So the reason oil and gas is 100% deductible is because it's very strategic for this country from GDP production to our national defense and things, right? So that's why they're giving these big incentives. So you want to partner with the government versus the opposite way, which is if you're a W-2 employee, just paying the highest amount of taxes. So getting that tax strategy in place. And then we also talk about infinite banking here. Right. This is definitely one of those wealth strategies of the ultra wealthy that people have been using for a long time, but there's just not enough education out there. And that's essentially leveraging a whole life insurance policy to create liquidity for yourself, tax efficiency. You can also pass this to your heirs completely tax free. There's asset protection. So a big multiplier in doing that. So we walked through phase one, which was covering your mindset. We talked through phase two, which was really getting smarter around your IQ. Phase three, we talked about creating an infrastructure. So now you might say, okay, Dave, that sounds interesting. I'm on board. I've learned, but I don't have any capital. I mean, how do I deploy capital? Well, this is where we talk about asset repositioning. 90% of Americans have their capital tied up in two places, in their primary residence and in government-sponsored qualified plans, okay? So the rate of return on equity in your primary residence is zero. So even at today's rates, even if you go and take out a home equity line of credit for six and a half percent, and you can go invest in one of your guys' deals and do a 20% annualized return, that's a pretty solid 14% arbitrage in my book. In addition, you're getting more tax benefits, right? Because you've got more interest that you're able to deduct on your tax return. So that's how all of these things really kind of connect together. 
We talked about the 401ks before and the government sponsored plans and how you can really optimize those, start to get them into some better assets. And that takes us to our fifth and final stage, which is really building massive passive income. And here we look at a lot of these alternative assets. We're cutting out Wall Street as the middleman, taking all of their fees and everything. And we're in directly investing with Main Street into things like multifamily syndications, the oil and gas, as we talked about, self-storage, all kinds of different things. And another great one for folks as well is who are looking to create additional capital is how about create a side hustle business? Okay. Even if you're a W-2, you can create a side hustle, start getting some income coming in from that. You get some tax efficiency where you can start taking some deductions there, start learning how to run a business, creating alternative income streams for yourself. And then you can be not so tied to your W-2 job just for income source. So that's really <laughs> in a super hyper speed version, the holistic wealth strategy, the five phases. That was amazing and unbelievable. Yeah, but right. question, Dave, how does someone subscribe to you? How does someone get a chance to leverage your brain power? How does someone connect with you on that level? Do you have a program? Like, how is that relationship? How does that work? Yeah, great question, August. So if folks do want to get a free copy of the ebook, they can go to pantheoninvest.com forward slash wealth hyphen strategy. So that would be the first place. And then we're constantly coming up with ways. I basically wake up every day trying to figure out how to serve our community and create value for our partners, our employees, our investors every day. What more education, what more insights, things that we can do. And we kind of consider ourselves really wealth architects. So as a wealth architect, it's really understanding our clients, again, where they're really headed. And then now let's look at some of these products and solutions to be able to fit what makes sense for them. I know there's a lot of syndication coaching programs starting out at 20,000, going all the way up to 100,000. For somebody to be part of your network and be able to utilize your brain power, do you have a coaching program that they pay to be able to be part of your network? Yeah, we have not launched that. That is on tap for this year. We're looking to do a coaching mastermind program, but at the moment, clients have access to us for free right now. So, Just get on a one-on-one. -on -one. But yeah, if somebody comes to you, maybe you can touch on a bit as far as if they're not paying a mentorship fee, how are you compensated? For example, you create like just now, I mean, I learned lots just being on this brief call with you, but someone who is able to have you as quote unquote mentor, how can they repay that or how are you being compensated? So we provide deal flow, right? So one of the things is creating deal flow for our investors. We try to pride ourselves in finding exclusive opportunities with great operators that have a good track record. So bringing those opportunities and then we can build wealth together with our investors. That's one of the key ways. And then we also help people with the life insurance policies, as we said. So we have our license and we're facilitating that as well. So probably that third leg will be the mastermind coaching. But those are the two primary ways of our business today. Oh, amazing. Right amazing. On. Yeah. Let us know when that when is that live. We'd out, love yeah. to promote it. And we'd love to have you back on our show to talk about whole life, because I think that's a long topic to discuss.
Yes. And, yeah, we uh, can make a whole show. Now, well. quickly, before we move to the next segment of our show, I want to, you know, you're very involved in the world of investing, not only in real estate, but alternative investments, such as different asset classes as well. What are your predictions? Obviously, we're still in an increasing interest rate environment. Inflation is still high. They're having a difficult time bringing it down. It is on its way down. Interest rates are high to combat the high inflation. But when interest rates are high, it affects all types of businesses, very much so real estate. What are your predictions for 2023? Do you believe that there is opportunities that are going to be coming up? Do you believe that it's time to sit on the sideline to see what happens? Give us your quick prediction for 2023, please. Sure. Well, again, there's so much media and noise that's out there. You really have to control what's coming into your head all the time, right? So we want to actually, as we talked about before, one of the secrets of the ultra wealthy is looking at things on a long-term view. So when you're investing on a 25-year horizon, you may go through three cycles completely, right? So investing in fundamentals is really, really key, like we talked about. And then things, and I feel confident making those types of investments like we talked about. So things like housing, right, where we have a huge shortage and that's not going away anytime soon. Obviously, you have local situations, different markets have all their different things and you're going to have different cap rates and different environments, right? What's a good deal, bad deal? You have all of those kind of specifics. But I think really, August, it's really about, again, having that big strategy that gives you kind of a framework for the long term. And you can operate in that whether the market's going up, down, or sideways. And investing is a very emotionally driven thing. And this is, in fact, why people lose in the stock market all the time. You'll never win. It's like going to Vegas. You will never win at the table. It's because people will pull their money out when they get nervous. And then they're going to put their money in on the top, top end, right? So in a way, right, private equity and investing in good assets like real estate are going to be here for a long time. On the development side, I mean, they're investing in something that's going to be around for 10 years plus. There's going to be years of time of breaking ground before you even have tenants into a place and everything. So there's a lot of analysis and things that goes into that. But I would say, again, don't get caught up in the noise. Focus on fundamentals. Be a long-term investor and also focus on what you know. This is another thing of ultra high net worth, right? People are investing in either operating businesses or real estate or certain syndications, right, that they understand or fit as a solution for them in terms of where they're going on their journey. Is it fair to summarize that your response is basically market goes up and down, cycles come and go, your investment thesis needs to be long term? and not to be motivated by what's in the media or the ups and downs of the market, because that continuously happens. We're com continuously going to different cycles. Correct. Great. Thank you for that. Thank you for Thanks, all your Dave. wisdom. I did take a screenshot, screenshot while you were speaking, and I'm going to be posting it on LinkedIn, letting them know I just got a crash course in wealth building. So I'll be tagging you shortly here. Really appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. That. Let's get to the next segment of our show and um, right. get into... Dave's brain and see how things work up there and get responsive to these questions. I'm looking forward to this. Here we go. The 10 championship rounds to financial freedom, Dave, whatever comes top of mind. Here we go. Now take your time. Your Don't time. rush it. Take your okay. time. We're meant to make Maybe it. Do I need another espresso here? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I talk really fast. It's not mean you have to talk fast. Okay. All right. Here we go. 
Who was the most influential person in your life? Interesting. I would say Dan Sullivan. Oh, cool. Okay. From Strategic Coach. Yeah. Who not how, right? Yeah, he's my coach. And he's Canadian. Oh, right? he's your coach. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're reading Who Not How right now, actually. Okay. And yeah, we've amazing. Okay. I'll tell you one thing about that book, frankly, and I mean this. It's probably the only book, one of the only books ever that from the title alone, it could help you change your life. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's literally just one concept that they have. I'm going on my sixth year in Strategic Coach, that program. It's absolutely phenomenal. So, nice. so many different powerful concepts to that. So I would check it out if you're an entrepreneur looking to uh, scale. Right on. Well, this goes to the next question. What is the number one book you recommend? But it can't be who, not how. <laughs> it has to be something else. There's so many. I'm actually creating an inventory. We have a library on our website of top books that we've oh. actually read. And we're further building out a whole nother library because, again, we believe so much in education. It's such a tough question. <laughs> Which one is actually the best? But I guess I would have to go back to Kiyosaki and really it was cash flow quadrant. It was less rich dad, poor dad. But if you remember in cash flow quadrant, right, he shows the employee, the self-employed, the business owner, and the investor. That was really my epiphany when I said, okay, if I'm going to play this game of capitalism, I need to be a business owner and an investor. And that really put me on that track in 2000. Nice. Okay. Right on. Okay, Dave, if you had the opportunity to travel back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? I would have given myself this wealth strategy <laughs> at age, actually, even before I would have given this strategy when I was 16, probably even younger, as I'm giving to my kids today. You yeah. would have walked up to his younger self and handed him the book that he authored years later. But the real question yeah. is, is, how can we get your strategy into the school system? How amazing this, would that be? And how many this is the roadmap. I mean, this is the roadmap because this is only what the top 1% are doing. We're in such a unique group, right, of people who are privy to this type of stuff. But we really have an obligation to educate people out there that there's other ways to really bypass Wall Street and live the life that you want to live. Quickly touch on one thing. Dave talks about how he had to fire five different CPAs to finally find the right one. Yeah. We went through tens and tens of very established cross-border accountants, and most of them were clueless. It was bad. So we, we experienced clueless. on the cross-border yeah. side. Yeah, we, so we, we had to go through a lot. We had to go yeah, through a lot definitely. as well to realize about strategies to save our investors from having to do a lot of U.S. tax filings and a lot of other stuff. Yes. But let's keep going. Okay, Dave. I mean, I'm excited to hear your answer to this. What's the best investment you've ever made? The oil and gas investment. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds very interesting. Okay. Now, what's the worst investment you've ever made and what lessons? Actually, I take that back. The best investment I've ever made is in myself. Okay. Yes, there you go. Of course. That's right. right? Your paper yeah. started with uh, yeah. mindset. Yes. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and ask the next and question then, again. What's if the worst investment you've ever made? And what lessons did you learn from it? The worst investment I've made is probably would be along the same lines of really not investing in myself or having a scarcity mindset, right? During certain times in my life with my business or things like that. Right. And I learned, I mean, I learned a tremendous amount, which is it is all about you. And your brain is like a muscle and you can reprogram it to living a life of abundance and intentionality. 
Dave speaks my kind of language. I know he does. You know, <laughs> you, you've been uh, hyper focused on this call. There's been there's been other. <laughs> okay, here we go. So here. next question, Dave. How much would you need in the bank to retire today? What's your number? I don't have a number because it's not about the numbers to me. I could retire today if I wanted to. My goal is that my passive income always exceeds my expenses. However, I do not want to be what I call have abundant complacency, which is just you become stagnant and you don't have growth in your life. So you always have to be every 90 days, every year, you have to be growing and expanding the things that you want to do. So this year, 2023, I'm thinking of, like I talked about that goal, right, for my health goal, right? I want to spend 30K on my health. That's my goal this year. I want to create amazing experiences with my family that topped last year so that they're completely memorable. So I'm always really expanding what that number is. And again, just to highlight again, how important it is, is that so many of these things actually don't require a number right? Things like, okay, living healthy, right? We talked about Florida, like changing your environment. That's completely something within your control. And you can change the course of your day, the course of your life, like every year, just by changing where you live. I can't wait to get on a call with Dave and just like talk about some of these yes, health things yes. because- Could I crack a couple of jokes? Go ahead, August. All right, just, <laughs> on your expense? Go ahead. So could you- could, <laughs> Spend 30k on your hair and makeup, Ava. Is that the possibility? Is like the budget okay. wise? Is that, uh, is that doable? Could you achieve that? We're talking about well, health, okay? Yeah, We're no, look, health, not LeBron James spends over a million a year on his body, right? So, how much are you worth, right? How much wow. are you worth? Yeah, wow. can I crack a joke on you? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I've been diving into like intermittent fasting and all this stuff. And August is like, Ava, you got to be studying real estate. You got to be doing this. I'm like, excuse me, mister. It all starts with right here. So, Absolutely. right. Absolutely. So Dave actually made really good points today. So that's why I was super excited about the show because I knew Dave was going to be awesome. Okay. Next question. Here we go. If you could have dinner with someone dead or alive, who would it be? I would have dinner with Elon Musk. Oh, that's cool. I think he's one of the most brilliant innovators of our time right now. As an entrepreneur, I have no idea how he runs multiple businesses at that scale. That's pretty amazing, but such a deep mind and everything. So yeah, that'd be my answer. Maybe he does who not how to get it all done. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, Dave, if you weren't doing what you're doing today, what would you be doing now? Oh, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. This business is completely aligned to what I want to do. And there's another really powerful concept from Strategic Coach called Unique Ability. So it's really figuring out basically your conative wiring, which is basically the instinctual wiring of your brain. And what comes naturally to you may not necessarily come naturally for someone else. So for me, I built this business around my unique ability. I love to spend time getting deep relationships with our clients. I love creating value. I love solving hard problems and being creative like that. So this business is built around me and I practice every day with my health, the things that are important to me, my health, my family, my relationships. So I'm completely living the life that I want to live. And then it keeps expanding every 90 days until I can think of that next idea to push me to the next level. Well, that's what they talk about in Who Not How, right? They talk about focus on your unique ability and everything else. You get your who's. 
Is that correct? And then you can really- I'll give you guys, listeners will really enjoy this. So here's a little exercise from Dan Sullivan. If you draw a circle, okay, and right inside the circle, everything that you think is fascinating and motivating to you, okay? During the course of your day, whatever you do, and then draw a bigger circle around that circle and put in all those other things, okay? And then the idea is to actually get rid of all of those other things and just be focusing on the things that are fascinating and motivating to you. Mm. Can I get August to do all the other things? No, I, I, would be, I would be a spear fisherman. <laughs> That's literally what I would not be in real estate private equity. I'd be in water <laughs> spearing fish. He would. And he then would. barbecuing no it by the side of a beach. Well, you dream. can do that when you come to Florida. You can That's do that at dream. night. That's his dream, yeah. dude. Okay. You could go with him. <laughs> That's right. really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, Dave, book smarts or street smarts? Street smarts. Cool. Okay. Want to say anything else about that? Oh, I am not a school guy. I mean, <laughs> as you can tell, right? I mean, I think if you're an entrepreneur, you're naturally wired to be going against the grain and challenging the norm. I did not like going to school where everything was like, you know, structured testing and everything. It doesn't make sense, right? Because in the business world, it's all about productivity hacks, working with a team. I'm building a team with people who fill in the things that I don't want to do or I'm not good at doing. Right. So I get them to do that. Right. But in school, you need to do everything. And they kind of teach you that. They teach you to work on your weaknesses. Well, in the business world, it's all about doubling down on your strengths. Oh, super cool. Okay. Last question, Dave. If you had a million dollars in cash and you had to make one investment today, what would it be? It's very specific, Dave. <laughs> it's a million dollars cash. You have to make one investment and you have to do it today. Well, you can't. Today is, the, yeah, I mean, <laughs> next couple of days over. Actually, that's easy because I would put it in my life insurance policy. I'd put it in my whole life insurance policy because it's going to then grow completely tax-free. I can now be my own bank and I can borrow against it to pay for my kid's college, to invest in that next deal. And by the way, it's going to create a tax-free income stream for me in later years as well. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to give it to my kids completely tax free. So that would be it hands down. So everybody's probably like, what is he talking about? We're so going to get, we're him, back gonna get him back show. on the show and we're going to talk about that, guys, because I personally think it's really exciting and I'm really excited about that. Show yes, too. Yes. OK, here we go, Dave. What's the best way people can reach you? Yeah, the best place is like I pointed out that URL, which is pantheoninvest.com forward slash wealth hyphen strategy. And you can get a free copy of our ebook. Also check out our podcast, also Wealth Strategy Secrets. And I know you guys are going to be an upcoming guest. So looking forward to that as well. And yeah, or hit me up on LinkedIn or anywhere. Love to chat and get to know people. And if I can add value, then that's awesome. Well, we'll Amazing. be taking you over for dinner next month or lunch or scuba diving or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> hunting awesome. fish. Thanks again, Dave, for sharing. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. for joining us for this episode. We hope this conversation enlightened you on how to win big in this highly profitable and risk adverse space. Get on your feet and embrace this world that offers so many opportunities just waiting for you out there. Continue your journey to becoming a savvy real estate expert by subscribing to the show at cpicapital.ca. Don't forget to leave a positive rating and share with your friends. See you on the next one.